What is going on, my beautiful people? What's happening? Welcome to the 24th episode of the RPD show, which happens to be recorded on Wednesday, February 24th, 2-2421. Episode 24, not a coincidence, Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, rest in peace, along with all those, you know, all the other people involved in the that tragic accident. But today is a very cool day. Sorry, getting my throat ready for all this talking. That could have sounded way worse, you know, so uh, <laughs> don't don't have your mind go in the gutter. But today's been a cool day. The, the Spider-Man 3 title got revealed, Spider-Man no way home. Um, I think that's real cool and exciting. If you're a Marvel nerd such as myself, good times. But uh, today on the show, I'm being joined by one of Chicago's very finest. Um, I've met him. We've met once at a show that he was opening up for on a tour I was managing, but we, uh, our relationship dates back to that. He is a musical artist and producer by the name of Joey Burbs. Joey Burbs is a 6'5 combo guard based in Chicago, Illinois. He has a natural scoring ability with a consistent deep and mid-range jump shot. But his lateral foot speed and general lack of desire to compete on the defensive end of the floor makes him a liability. He has a background uh, in basketball, so that would be fun to talk some hoops and uh, – what he's been up to it's been a while since i've really talked to him and he was like let's do a pod i'm like let's do it brother so here we are like a week later so 24 um gonna be letting him in here in a few oh here we go he's in oh i can hear you but i cannot there we go there we go what's going on my dude not much welcome to the rpd show thanks for Are 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 we starting live do we just go right into it I started recording because um, I gave you like an intro and all that, but I can easily hit stop and then, <laughs> no, re- listen, and that's then we can restart and we can restart it. And that's, so like, but no, I'm, I'm here for the live quick intros. Um, I'm, I'm ready to go. Is my, is everything sounding okay? I'm good to go. Yeah. yeah I'm sounding okay. I, I, I think I've got this thing down now. So I, you I sound hope. as beautiful as ever. Thank you, bro. Um, yeah, I, I gave while I was wait in the waiting room. I gave uh, the uh, your intro, which I thought was hilarious. Like on your Spotify, six <laughs> five combo guard based from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I, I feel like everyone always their bios on Spotify or on their website are always so serious, or there's so much just talking about their statistics that really, in the grand scheme of things, probably are not that impressive, anyways. Um, so I just wanted to take an approach of being a little more, you know, showing a little more personality, I guess, and having a little more fun with it. I, I dig it. I mean, did you play ball growing up at I did, all? Yeah, I, I, I actually played in college too. I played at Rice University. Um, oh, I didn't. Hell yeah. That's, that's, that's a D1 school, right? Right. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that was kind of the first love and, uh, music, music always was like, definitely like a huge hobby and something I was always super passionate about. But, um, I mean, I, I, in high school, I was obviously super focused on basketball, um, just as much as anything. So it's, it's kind of 
kind of cool to see the evolution of it all. And now I'm full-time music and basketball is just the hobby. So here we are. I love that, how it's came full circle. We'll definitely Absolutely. get into the music here in a bit, but I, I would have thought, but I didn't know. I didn't put two and two together really until I read your bio. Cause I remember when we first met, like, well, we, uh, we met each other online before we actually met in person, but you know, yeah. on the virtual reality tour, you performed on that, yeah. which was one of the weirdest shows I've ever been a part of, by the way. So, Such a strange show. Yeah. So I apologize, you know, two years later here or three, whatever it was, <laughs> we, we, we all, we all, we all talk about that day. Like what the heck was that? But, um, no, when I first met you, I was like, Holy crap, you're like pretty tall. You know? <laughs> and so I, I I figured maybe you were a hooper, but I think that's dope that you played at Rice. What? Um, we're wrapping the brand today. Yeah, uh, Rice basketball. What? So, I mean, what was the biggest jump, though? Because, like, and I feel like in high school when you play, because, I mean, like, I was a high school athlete. Like, I'm nothing special. But uh, the, I feel like the biggest jump from high school to, um, like, college is, like, it's more of, like, a job, and it's just, like, very – like, you really got to be about it or you'll, like, fall behind, right? Oh, okay. I mean – you could definitely just get by with your natural ability in high school and still do well for the oh, most yeah. part, right? A million percent. Like that's where that's where it becomes a hundred percent a job and you really start to separate who wants this and who you know, who and who who's gonna kind of fall back as other people are working harder and staying in the gym longer and doing um, the things they need to do to get to that next level. And I personally that's when I realized I didn't. I was, I mean, I never truly had like NBA ambitions. I always wanted, I always had goals of being a D1 athlete, but um, even when I got to college, then it was really kind of like, I, I, I had gotten to probably where my talents and where my ambitions in basketball um, was going to go. Like that's probably the highest I would have ambitions to go was college. So um, it, it, I, I learned quickly that it was very much a job and I loved a ton of it. You know, I, I still have some, all my best friends I you know, know to this day are still my teammates there. Uh, that I had there but yeah definitely the biggest jump was when you're done with high school you go to college as an 18 year old now you're playing with a bunch of 22 year old men the game's faster people are moving faster and you just got to learn a ton more plays and how the game's really played and um, that was definitely this, this transition of like working all the time on it and then just like kind of that speed of the game that makes a lot of sense um, <laughs> did you play did you play all four years or did you end up no I played two I played I played two full years and then I was done pretty much yeah okay I think, I think it's two full years yeah I think I played two years and then I was done um I kind of decided um that's really when school and music really kind of took over like I, I had been getting way more into music um basketball was just not very fulfilling for me and I wasn't even playing like a ton by that point so I was like getting a ton more into music and just really enjoyed that part of it more and was like hey I'd rather just focus on school make a bunch of music and you know have a lot of fun in college so um i got the i, I kind of really like how it happened where i sort of divided my time i had a couple years as an athlete a couple years as like a regular student getting to um prepare for music and real life and school and jobs and all that fun stuff so here we are real life yeah i <laughs> uh i think that's that's cool i mean because I, I think college is the like the biggest thing you'll take out of it is uh finding like what who you are and what you want to do i guess i mean that's for really sure. instead of you know, at least I think the more successful people, I guess, are they figure out kind of what they want to do and they just go with it. And it mm -hmm. seems like you figured that out. And I think that's really cool. That was going to be yeah. my next question. Did uh, 
after that, those two years, that's kind of when you fell in love with the process of making music and all that. And that's well, the time you like you bought a um, mic and started recording in your dorm room. Is it like the classic college? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been, I've been recording and making music since, you know, eighth grade, since high school. Like I, I, you know, I started taking piano lessons when I was seven I started, you know, playing guitar when I was 10 and started recording music in high school. Um, and it, I had always, always had a really big passion for that. I don't want it to sound like I just like stumbled into music. Like music was always a huge passion for me personally. Um, it just hadn't really, and I always had ambitions for it to be a career, honestly, but it, I just hadn't been putting in the work at that point to, you know, warrant that, I guess, at that point. Um, a lot of the work had been going into basketball and school and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I mean, I didn't take the leap, even though I did know right what I wanted to do, honestly, since I was probably 19, 20. Um, I, I didn't go straight into music right after that. I mean, I still graduated from Rice. I still, and then I went on to have like, uh, a job in business and consulting at Accenture and just, you know, did that for a few years before only last year, kind of diving headfirst into music and doing this full time now. So it's definitely been a journey. And even though I did know exactly what I wanted to do, um, there were, you know, practicality and a lot of the things in life kind of got in the way, I guess, first and took me until, you know, a couple of years ago that I realized, like, if I'm going to do this, I got to do this now and I got to go all in. Wow. I, I, uh, I mean, that, hearing that make, it makes sense. Cause that, your music that, you know, is very well produced. So it, it, it seems like you have a very musical background, but thank you. I guess, um, uh, you know, I lost my train of thought what I, when you said something, but anyways, You're good. You're <laughs> I, good. I think, I think though, though, it's important though, that you, uh, cause funding a music career or like trying to get it off the ground is, one of the hardest things to do, especially if you're not signed to a major label. So, I mean, I think it's from what you said, it sounds like you, you were working, you saved up your capital. And then when it was time to make that, you know, it was more of a uh, calculated decision. It wasn't just like, I know I can do it. I'm, you know, fuck it. I'm just going no, on. Understand. But it's like, I think sometimes you got to really make that, you know, you have to be way more calculated about it and think more. Uh, one, one million percent. I mean, I, I saved up for three years and, and all the time before that. And I, you know, I didn't just quit my job one day and be like, I'm just going to see what happens. Like I have, I have like a 70 page business plan I put together on how um, I was going to like year one, year two, year three, and then hopeful projections after that. Like I put together my finances um, where I was going to spend money on first of all living expenses and then into like marketing music mixing all the things that I thought was going to cost money along the way so um, that's definitely been huge for me and has honestly caused like if I had just jumped in without a plan I know for a fact it would not have been going as well so far um, I, I the plan is what I can kind of fall back on and really go to for like okay here are the kind of the numbers I need here's kind of the money I can spend or the money I need to be making or you know whatever it is, like, if you don't have a plan, you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants versus I'm like calculated and know each month what I'm going to be doing. I thought that's the smart way to do it. I mean, I think you'd just be much more overwhelmed if you just were like made a drastic decision oh, yeah. like that. And, you know, but you, you got to have it uh, mapped out. And I guess that's, it's a very, there's a very smooth transition here into what you've recently been doing. Uh, you put out a new single called Day Job, and you met. You just mentioned that you quit, you know, basically your day job to pursue this full time. And I, I think 
uh, honestly, I think it's my favorite song that I've heard from you. I just thought it was just so well done and produced and just very thought out with the whole everything. You know, the, I, I, I don't know. I don't really have any. I don't listen to him like, oh, I don't really like it. was just like, it, it's, it's good. Like I saved it. So Thank you. I appreciate it. No, for real. I appreciate that. This is, that's one of the songs I'm, that are out so far that I'm more proud of. Um, and uh, definitely, definitely meant a lot. It was like a cool song to kind of make and reflect on. So if you're listening and you haven't heard it, day job, go give it a listen. Go, go check that out. Um, I mean, I, you kind of touched on, I guess, what the inspiration for the song, you know, it's like you mm-hmm. kind of quit your day job. Is there a deeper meaning to it, I guess, than, you Yeah, know? I, I mean, I would think, I think the inspiration in the song title for sure comes from a place of, you know, I, I literally quit my corporate job, my, my safe little job to to do what I'm passionate about and take a big risk. But I, as, as a whole, I think the song is even more so a reflection on the last year of my life, um, which probably the biggest part of that has been <laughs> obviously quitting my job to do music. But um, I think there's been a lot of opportunities for growth that I've gone through. I think I've learned a lot about myself, a lot about what I'm looking for in other people and relationships that I'm, you know, pursuing. And um, sorry, phone just went off there. <laughs> it's all good. It's yeah, this, the the so- song is most is just really a lot of personal reflection. I, I, I kind of think of it as um, like a little mini time capsule that I'm able to look back on and hopefully see that's where I was at in my life at that point. Okay, I dig it. I mean, it's that's definitely kind of the vibe I got from it. Just like it wasn't so much the typical, uh, what do you call it? Like, you know how in like hip hop, like the, 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 there's this persona or like the, what do you call it? Just the like whole the fucking thing, you know? And just like, I'm getting this money. Like there, there's much, there's a much more deeper concept behind it than that, you know? So I, to, I, yeah. I really appreciated it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for that. Yeah. No problem. I uh, and and you have a new video coming with that one as well. I do on Friday. Uh, I'm not sure when this one's coming out, but um, it's going to be Tuesday. Tuesday next Tuesday. So. Okay, so by the time you're yeah. hearing this, uh, yeah, there will be a music video out for Day Job. Uh, if I sent it to you, I got to send that to you. I would love to check it out, man. That's Dude, let me send it to you right after this. I got you. Yeah. So Day Job music video will be coming out by the time you guys hear this. Okay. I, I definitely, you know, I, I should have been more on my host game and been like, Hey, can you send that <laughs> early so I can like ask a bit of a question on it? <laughs> it's oh, all yeah. good. I, uh, something, I mean, cause we haven't, we haven't caught up. This is the first time we spoke like this in like a minute. Yeah. So, but I've noticed that you've been working, uh, kind of closely with abstract. I yeah. have. He's actually yeah. the person that FaceTimed me. That's when you heard my phone go off. It's him FaceTiming me. Ah, oh, shout out. Love that dude. He was episode... Episode six. Six? Yep. Yep. Come on, so, man. I know my RPD show. Man, you've been you've been listening. That That's huge. That's, I mean, that means... That's what keeps me going. It's like people actually listen, you know? And Come on, man. Feedback I get. You're, so you're, like you're killing it. You're doing a great job, man. It's cool to see. I feel like you're getting better as the episodes go on, too. It's cool to see you get more comfortable. Oh, thank you. I definitely feel like more in my element, just like this is me and I don't really care that there's a microphone in front of me, you know, yeah, but, um, you know, if I go back and listen to the first few, I'd be like, crap <laughs> out of myself. Like, Oh my gosh, like what the heck? But like, I was super nervous for all those, for you know, sure. so, um, I love it. but like you, you, you're, you as an artist though, you're, you're much more, um, 
how you're also a record producer like you you have yeah. a much more skills you know than just you know when you sing vocals on it like you bring a lot more to the table so i i know i noticed that you kind of helping you've done things in the songwriting realm and re- producing realm so for sure um i i guess kind of touch on that you know that how yeah, that process was- is different like when you're work say like when you're working with someone else like for on their records as opposed to like yours absolutely yeah so the artist project that i have joey bergs is like really my main focus at the time but i also have really enjoyed um producing and songwriting for other artists recently mostly producing songwriting has been more in like these little songwriting camps that we've gotten together and i've actually gotten to write with some super super cool artists recently that i don't know if i'm allowed to say like I won't say it in case I can. Yeah, no, I don't want to A couple of my favorite people that like I listen to. It's been super cool. Um, but yeah, producing like for Abstract is a great example. Um, a lot of the people I'm sure who are listening to this are aware of his music, but I'm producing a bunch of shit um, for him on his new album. I think so far I've produced like seven or eight of the songs that are on this project he's putting together. Um, and it's super cool working with another artist because they at the end of the day, it's going to be their vision. Whereas opposed to as on the artist project for Joey Verbs, when I'm making a song, like I have a vision and I know what sounds I want. Um, and I'm really the director of it all. And then when I'm doing stuff for other people, it's kind of like I, I'm, I'm helping, helping them architect this vision, but at the end of the day, it is their um, call and their vision. So if there's um, you know, I'm I'm bringing a ton of the sounds to him and a ton of these ideas to him, but then he's kind of the one who's you know building the roadmap and telling where me telling me where things should go from there. So it's a very collaborative process, obviously, um, working together with him and working with other artists. Um, and it's it's just probably a much more um, a, a, a much more communicative communicative blah, blah, process uh, when you're producing and writing versus. Um, for my own artist project, at least, it's very, um, you know, centralized on me making the decision making. There's not a ton of other people um, that I have, you know, involved in that process at the, through, up to this point, at least, because um, I'm doing most of the producing, all the songwriting pretty much um, for my new stuff. So it's been really cool to kind of, um, you know, work, work in that space with other people and then also work in sounds that like I typically don't work in, like abstract, like that's very hip hop, but also like we're doing these pop punk rock songs that are awesome um, for this project. Like it's really cool to be able to go in different, you know, genres and areas of music that I typically don't work in. I think that's how you grow. So I, I, I love to hear that. Um, I've heard other artists talk about like, you know, like when they lay down just like their best vocals or whatever, or even just like performing or whatever that they kind of get like this, you like this euphoric high almost do you still get that type of fulfillment when you're songwriting or producing with other people or is it just more of like you're all i don't know i mean is kind of is it just like music making to you and it doesn't really matter or is it yeah no listen music making to me whether it's alone or with other people like i love it i have had sessions i was recently out in la and i had sessions with other people where we were writing for my projects um, and producing for my project. And it was like just as fulfilling and just as fun as if I was just doing it alone. I would honestly say it's even better when you're doing it with people. Um, the, the, the product just turns out, um, you know, and you just have more ideas and more more opinions that are creating like a more well-rounded thing. I just personally up to this point, haven't had as much exposure to that as I was as I would like. Um, so um, I, I, I can say, you know, that 
that's while it's something that I haven't been able to be a part of as much for my own artist projects, um, it's certainly something I'm looking to do. And certainly like I, it's not less fulfilling that I didn't do everything. Um, so collaboration, I think is super huge, super key to, to growing, um, particularly for myself as an artist. It's something I really am trying to get more involved in. And I think it's only going to happen, you know, as you continue to do it. I think, uh, I mean, collab music is such a collaborative thing. I mean, Man. I know like the general perspective when they, you see like 10 writers on a hit song, but it's like to get that idea out, you need so many different perspectives and like, and it's like kind of the same way with movie making. I feel like, you know, it's just like you shoot something and then someone else sees it a certain way. It, yeah. And there's a stigma part of, music part of art. For sure. And I don't know, I think there's a bit of a stigma where like if the artist is singing something, they didn't write word for word or they made every melody. It's like somehow some people might find that not as authentic, which I just, you know, I just don't agree. I think it's just, I, th I think the collaboration is key to the authenticity of the art. I I 100% agree. I I think every uh, every most art or all art is pretty collaborative. Unless I mean I guess if you're just like a painter or <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's more solo. You know, it's more yeah. self. But yeah, music. Unfortunately, you know. so far I haven't gotten as much as that stuff on my personal or my artist project. But um, moving moving forward, that's definitely something I'm, I'm definitely trying to get more people involved. It'll happen. I mean, I think helping out others and being a part of their stuff, you know, yeah, it will just build and you know, We're building another. Oh, like I know, I know Joey. He, you know, he's good at you know producing or something. You know, or he could be, a, you know, and then it's just like a domino effect. But <laughs> I mean, you, okay. So you talk about collaboration on your last album that you released. Was it was it in 2020 or was it the end of 2019? I'm, I don't want to watch. It was mid-2019, I think. Okay. Yeah, I, I hadn't put out a song for like almost two years yeah. until this last one. So, But you um, you ha you got a feature on there from Sammy Adams. I did, I did. How, how, how did that – well, I mean, I guess what you – how did that kind of come about? Was it just like an idea you had in your head and then you – Yes. Or – so I had I had kind of an idea of the type of artist I would want on there. And I'd always been a giant Sammy Adams fan when I was kind of growing up. Like in high school, Sammy Adams was one of my fucking guys um, that, uh, you know, kind of kind of I would listen to. And one day he just followed me on Twitter and I'd already been following him. And I just hit him up and in the DMs was like, hey, like, you know, big fan. I got this record. Would love to get you on. And he just like, I, he just like, yeah, text me. And then, you know, we got, we got to text and super nice dude, super cool about everything was very, you know, transparent and, um, about everything. Seems like a super great guy. Um, yeah. And then he just sent the verse back, you know, we, we collabed on, we sent a few things back and forth and then bright one was born. I love <laughs> it. The, the age of the internet, man, that's, that's how, um, things happen. I mean, I think, that's that's how we originally connected, right? I think. I think. I think so. You were working with Chris, yeah, and I had been time. working with Chris pretty close. Yeah, and that's that's kind of how I got became aware of you, and I was like, yeah. But that, <laughs> yeah. that's that's cool, though. I mean, a lot of these, you meet a lot of people on the internet. Don't I know it? Half my friends know. Yeah, the internet. <laughs> it's wild because like. I'm sure you know, I mean, especially in music now, because everyone can kind of be anywhere. Like, it's just like, I feel like I ha I know someone like almost in like every state. It's just like, oh yeah, that person's out there. Or like, yeah, I mean, probably if we think about it, I mean, how many artist friends do we have that are just in so many <laughs> random areas? 
yeah, it's it's nuts. So I, you know, I, you're you're based in Chicago though. Is that where you want to stay, or do you have like aspirations to get out to LA or New York or somewhere bigger? Um, I'm willing to go wherever makes sense for the career. Honestly, at this point, like at this point, I, I I think I can do a lot of the things I'm doing in Chicago. But if you know opportunities start showing themselves that I need to be in LA or I need to be somewhere else, that makes sense. Like I'm certainly not tied to it. I love, but I do you know, first and foremost, love living in Chicago. Like I, I, this is my favorite city, you know, in, in, in America. So I, I, I don't have any plans to leave, but I'm certainly, if the right opportunity comes about, I'm, I'm not opposed to, to transplanting. I love it. I uh, know that, um, well, I mean, as you learned, we all learned, you can do a lot of things remote, you know, this <laughs> past year. So it was funny because the the week after I quit, or maybe it was two weeks after I quit the the corporate job, the pandemic hit. So it was just like, oh shit! Just threw all my plans into a kind of a whirlwind, and then you know all my plans for shows and all the, all the releases. I kind of just decided to push back. So it was definitely an interesting time to dive into all this. Yeah, I mean, talk about a. I mean, I still feel like we're in 2020. Like, it, whenever I see the date 2021, I'm kind of like. Bro, I don't know what day it is. I'm yeah. just, I'm just going where I'm told these days. I'm just. I I feel you. I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to keep up, but it's. Hey, I'm I'm. How's uh like COVID? How have you been like throughout that? Like, seem you seem healthy and well. I mean, nothing yes. major. No, all my all my family's been you know safe and healthy. I've been relatively healthy. I actually had COVID in September. Uh-huh. For, for a week, it was about, you know, I had about three bad days, but I don't, I didn't get as bad as, you know, a lot of people. So certainly not going to complain about that. Um, but yeah, relatively I've been, you know, I've been doing well. I, I took the time in COVID and in the pandemic to just kind of like record a ton of music. I have, I'm sitting on like a whole album right now and a bunch of these singles that I'm just dropping right now. I'm almost, I'm in the process of recording the second album now before we even drop the first album. So just been, been in a, it's been an interesting time to create for sure. I've never, um, in 2020, I made more music, you know, in that one year than I had in the previous three years, for sure. Four years, maybe. So it's been, it's been a cool experience from, from that aspect, at least. I love it. Stack the record, stack the albums, you know, be ahead of the game. Um, shoot. I mean, we'll, that I'll, I'll get into that later, you know, just about maybe future plans or whatnot, but, um, COVID though, I'm curious. Cause I, I feel like, I'm I'm curious about it. Whenever you know, I, I people that have said they've gotten it, like ever, I guess everyone's symptoms are different. I mean, if you want to if you want to talk about it, what were your yeah. symptoms like? Was it at super severe for you, or is it kind of like you're just sick for a bit and you got over it? Yeah, I mean, I had like two days where it was really bad, where it was just like fever and you know all all the classic symptoms of it, and it was just a couple bad days, and then start getting started getting better after that, like. Honestly, nothing compared to like what a lot of people have gone through. So certainly, certainly, I'm you know lucky from that perspective. Yes, you you very you very much are. Um, yeah. No, not no like long term effects because I've not that I'm aware of. <laughs> well, because I've I've um, I'm you know I'm a big sports fan and I've I, I think it was Jason Tatum on the Celtics or, yeah, I've, even Lamar Jackson in the NFL. He said like, there's been times where it's like they're just like running and then they. They had, I guess, more of the respiratory that, you know, yeah. so my so roommate they're, they're saying it. like, you know, it, I just, I'm not quite the same. 
for sure. And my so my roommate had COVID too, and he he was also like a D one athlete. He played volleyball uh, D one in college, and like obviously in in fit in shape guy. He had COVID. He um, had chest pains for a long time. So I think I think it affects different people differently. I'm certainly no doctor, but <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, I don't sure. know. I'm, I'm no I'm no doctor either. I just <laughs> I try to report the facts here. I'm no journalist. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> uh, you have a, well, um, if you're listening and you're not watching the program here, Joey's wearing a Chicago white Sox hat. Are you, are you like what? Obviously Chicago is very rich in sports. So it's like, are you a sports fan? I mean, obviously with your basketball background, like yeah. Bulls, who do, who are your teams? What's so I'm a huge basketball fan, especially NBA fan. Um, my team is whatever team LeBron James plays on. Like that's been my dude since I was in third grade. Like I was getting into basketball and I was just like, he was a junior in high school. And I was like, that's my favorite player of all time. I'm riding, riding with him forever. And it's turned out well so far. So, I mean, literally, if he, literally, if he was on like the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies would be my favorite team. So um big lebron guy um i grew up in milwaukee area before i moved to chicago so i i, I was a bucks fan growing up um other sports what else we got just obviously packers fan being from wisconsin too um baseball i'm not huge on anymore like i don't watch a ton of baseball but if i was cheering i'd say the brewers but um bat- basketball for sure is the biggest for me like i'm, I'm watching a ton of nba games it's just so entertaining oh it's the best league it's the best I, I like I play fantasy basketball and like I'm I'm just like super dude. Let me get in that. I next year for sure. I, I it's I'm in a league with uh, Dylan Reese and a bunch of his homies from back home. I somehow got in there and I'm like, it, and it's cool because like everyone is um, super into it. It's like everyone like there's you no like that. you can't have people that like aren't updating their yeah. shit every week. Yeah, and like so people know what's up and it's not like. Um, you know, I mean, any fantasy sport, you have one weak link. It's kind of like, ah, like. Yeah, exactly. But everyone seems to know what they're doing and everyone has their own strategy. How are you doing this year? I started off rough, but I'm 34 and 35 in like one or whatever. So, I mean, it's head to head, but I've got a good squad. I've got, uh, I Is got. Yoga. Every day you play a different team or a different person? Uh, no, it's like a week to week matchup and you basically go head to head with uh, stats. So it's like point. Oh, you played 70 games. Well, there's like, there's eight categories. So it's like, if I win points for the week, that's, but I've gotten, uh, I have, uh, Yo- the Joker, Yo- Nikola Jokic. He's yeah. my first round. Night last night. Yeah. And, um, Ben Simmons, Pascal Siakam. Who else? Lou Williams. Trying to think off top. Darius Garland, who's been huge for me. Yeah. Um, can dig it. Yeah, Draymond. I like the strength of my team is uh, rebounding and assists. Okay, like okay. I have Draymond and Ben Simmons, and then Jokic who just crush all those. But uh, Anthony Edwards, I, I have him. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I got a good little squad, but like, it, it's hard though because like every, everyone knows their stuff. So it's like there's always, at least I noticed last year, there's like one or two teams that like hit on someone like mm. last year or like last year, someone got like Brandon Ingram later in the rounds. And like, obviously he had an all-star season. Right. And so it was like, whoever, I, I think there's like a team that's just like so stacked that has like Julius Randall. And then like 
but he was like like a seventh round pick. So it's this like Dylan. No, but Dil- Dylan has a good team. He's got like LeBron, Bradley Beal. But you know, he's he's I think he's first in his division, like in his okay. conference. So, but it, dude, if, there, if there's an opening, I'll definitely. <laughs> or if we just venture off and do a different league, you know, I'm definitely gonna always consider you because. I, I, I'm the NBA is just so fun to follow. It's best league in the world, man. It is. I'm, uh, I'm a huge, like LaMelo ball fan. I don't know why. Bro, we he's could have a whole fan. podcast on that. That, that boy is cold. He's, he's going to be a star. I, I've been telling me he is a star. Yeah. Listen, I, I had money on him. Plus it was like plus seven fifty for rookie of the year is the easiest money I've ever made in my entire life. Like <laughs> that, that, that man is cold. Once he learns how to play defense and puts a little weight on, he's going to be actually a star. Yeah, was I, I think so. I mean, based on your bio, you know, it, it seems like you you play uh, very similar, similar <laughs> Lamelo. Maybe he's got a couple. <laughs> my defense, you, but, maybe but yeah, my defense is like his. The defense I don't know. And makes him a liability on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think that's about where the comparisons to Lamelo stop for me. Yeah, I. The one thing that really impressed me with him, though, is um, he just has such a feel for the game. Like oh, his God. passing yeah. is just so his passing is just so filthy. For sure, his passing is great. Great feel for the game. Good, like good ball handler. Honestly, like I don't think Lonzo's as good a ball handler as he is. And like Lamelo is a better shooter too. Like he's super streaky. But once once he puts it all together, I mean, he's gonna be and he's flashy too. Like he's fun to watch. So yeah, he he already he already. Has a lot, you know. I mean, I think Steve Kerr said the other night after they played him, they're like, "Yeah, he's once he fully figures it out, he's going to be a huge problem. He already is a problem, but he's going to figure it out." I agree. Totally agree. And I think he was on the record saying that, you know, yeah, we thought he was the best player in the draft, but Wiseman made more sense for us. And it's just like, well, that's that's so true. Because if you have Steph, why do you need, you know, Lamelo when he's, you can, you know, there's only one basketball for, you know, someone to handle. So, but sure. yeah, fun a lot, stuff. lot more basketball than I was expecting on today's podcast, but, I, I'm here, but I'm here for it. So, well, the thing, the thing is, I, I you know, I had my music questions too, which, you know, we were still touch on, yeah. but I, I saw your bio, you know, cause like last minute I did some research. I'm like, is there anything I'm missing? And then I saw this, the bio, I'm like, oh, we're definitely talking some hoops. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. I love it. Well, well, we could have a separate NBA episode. Yeah, maybe shit. Maybe we'll need to. We'll start our own NBA podcast. Hell yeah! When the playoffs start, we'll get back on here. Yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> um yeah. So you mentioned though you're stacking up music. So what? Yeah. Do you have anything in the in the um, the works? Like, um, or that you can announce? Well, I guess you can't really announce, but you plan on dropping an album at some point, right? Or um, a project of some sort, yeah. yeah. So kind of the plan is right now I made a ton of music and I would say there's like a anywhere from 10 to 14 songs that are going to be on a project. And then there's just like a bunch of singles that um, I really like, but just like don't necessarily fit in the concept of the album I made. Um, so right, what I'm kind of doing right now is like for the first half of this year, I'm just going to be dropping a ton of these singles. Um, you know, I've got, I got like two coming with Jay Wright next month. I've got one with Abstract coming in April and then like a few, two more in May. Like I'm just trying to, um, you know, just, just get out a bunch of songs, a bunch of content, and then hopefully, you know, in the summer or in the later half of the year, whatever makes sense, start figuring out, um, 
the the singles and the songs for like this whole project and kind of figure out how um that world's going to come together I, I already have you know some pretty in-depth ideas i guess of how i want to present it all but um yeah it's kind of the plan it's first half I, you know the, the part we're in right now is going to drop a bunch of music um like day jobs just kind of these singles that i really am happy with but don't fit in the the, the story of the album and then uh towards the end of the year we'll have we'll have a full project for people Hell yeah. I love that. Um, and I, you know, as you know, today's musical landscape, you just really can't take breaks. So it's like, it's, I'm, I think it's smart that, I mean, you've kind of, you, you kind of got to be strategic. Like you can't just like, um, you know, have the one song that you think is really good and drop, like it, it, there's just so much strategy involved and, you know, uh, I've I learned, mean, I've learned through it all, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> And that's a mistake I made when I dropped my album. Like when I had that album out, I was probably, I mean, I, I was doing some really good streaming numbers for me um, at the time. And then I just like didn't drop anything for, like I said, almost two years. And then, um, you know, we're not at zero. We still have some listeners, but it's like, I got to kind of build it back up to where it was. So it, compared to had I continued just dropping all the time, I think we'd be a little different, but you know, live and you learn. And now I have a whole cohesive project that I'm super proud of. So I, I, I truly wouldn't do it any other way. So I'm, I'm glad where we're at, but I truly plan to never go like long ever again without dropping music. Like I'm really trying to drop music every single month for quite an extended period of time from now on, at least the next year-ish for sure, year or two. That's good. But I, th I think, you know, you got to go through that growing pains and learning lessons from the first one you know it's Absolutely. so um is that really the biggest thing that you took away from your debut album just like the growing pains of it all and then figuring out how getting basically to where you are today i guess right million percent. one million percent is just like the the bumps and bruises that it took even like creating the album and trying to figure out like how does this all make sense together you know you have to get it mixed and mastered all together you have to Figure out the marketing plan and the artwork all together. You have to figure out, are you going to do shows for you? And I did, I did a release show. We sold out a release show for like 250 people in Chicago. But that was, I mean, that was a scary thing. That was a big headache. We had to rent out a venue. We had to sell tickets, um, shit like that. So for sure. And I, I, I had to figure out how to market it, how to, you know, hit up people to get on playlists, how to get premieres and blogs and everything. So um, some stuff is relevant still in 2021. Some stuff, you know, not as relevant, but definitely was a great learning experience and something that I'm taking forward now that I'm doing it kind of full time. I dig it. That's it's, it's all about learning, man. I mean, I feel like the the music industry is just like, uh, it's trial and error. It's trial by trial by fire For is sure. more appropriate. Especially as an independent artist. So. Yeah. It's, you want to just got to figure it out and roll with the punches. You know, Absolutely. it's, um, when, when it comes to a process of making an album, I mean, I'm sure it was much different in 2019 to, you know, what you're going to be putting out. When you have a bunch of music stacked up, is it like harder to like kind of pick or like, how do I phrase this? Like, say you have like 60 songs made or whatever, like 30, 40, 50, whatever, some large number of songs made that you think are like album worthy. Mm -hmm. does that make the like having that much stored away make it much harder because like you you'll revisit something you're like oh i didn't hear that then now i hear it yeah, maybe that harder, harder is in like harder to pick which ones to put out yeah or just like the process in general harder i mean like 
I, I guess I phrased the question, but like <laughs> when you're making an album, like, is it better? Like you get the idea and you kind of start, you record and go with it. Or is it, mm-hmm. what, what's more of your style? Is it like you have the idea and then you kind of know what you want and you record? Yeah. I, th- or is, or, I think, or are you more of like, you pick from a bunch of songs that you made in the, no i think i mean i'm certainly not an expert on the on the process of it yet but for the two albums that i do have complete now it's been like i have a general idea of like the kind of concept or topic or sound i guess um it's gonna be on and then um i sort of just write a bunch of songs not really thinking of like the cohesion of them all but as i start to write and i start to realize that i'm like building this sound or building this narrative or making songs that have like a similar structure or you know sound to them all um sometimes like that story will start to appear more and more so um like honestly this album that i have sitting in the vault now is like first off such a different sound than everything i've made before like i would i would compare my old stuff to like kind of kid quill sammy adams kind of like the pop hip-hoppy kind of thing and this new stuff is very like indie pop jeremy zucker very you know but very different vibe than the old stuff. So that's definitely one thing I'd say is like the sound starts to kind of manifest um, and be like cohesive in a different way. Um, but then like, just like there's all these songs that are like really kind of tie into each other and really are about at its core, a lot of the same things and a lot of the same themes just explored in different ways. So um, kind of a long tangent there. Don't know hundred percent where I was going with that at the end, but um, yeah, I, I think for me, it's the album process starts with like making a few songs and then just kind of like building the world and building the story as you go and figuring out what pieces need to um, be included or what kind of songs need to be included. What else do I need to make to make this whole album story and this whole concept and sound fit? Okay. Th- thank you for explaining that. That paints a much bit better picture in my head. I know. Every, I mean, obviously every artist has their different processes, but yeah, that, that makes much more sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. you, so you said you, you know, I was actually going to ask, like what genre would you kind of clock? Cause I, I, I don't, I have a hard time putting your music in a kind of in a, one genre just because mm-hmm. you're very, I think you're very versatile when it, you know, when it comes, you could do <laughs> pop R and B, but you said indie pop is, is uh, has uh doing music full time kind of you found, you can say you kind of found your sound or is this more experimental or what, what's that? Um, like or is it just or is it just like kind of more of the sound that you think best fits that album that you're making yeah i think that's a great question i think it's definitely been i've been finding my sound um just like that i want to have moving forward i'm definitely moving away from like the hip-hop and going much more into the pop indie pop kind of vibe um i've taken a lot of inspiration from you know people like john billion dominic fike jeremy zucker um, and then even like older music with like some rock influence. Like I've always been huge in Queen, Little Aerosmith, uh, Billy Joel. Um, so it's, it's really been a lot of pop music um, with some like rock influence, I'd say, has been kind of recently what I've been on. Um, there are still, you know, there are still some hints of the hip hop in there for sure on a lot of these songs on the album. Um, I think there's I think there's like two songs with rap verses on this project I put together still. So it's not it's not like totally gone. But um, the sound as a whole has definitely shifted more to like pop for me. Okay, I, that that makes sense. You know, especially with day job, I think I kind of mm-hmm. was getting that vibe. But 
I'm I'm real I'm definitely curious to see. I mean, you're obviously too far out to just be like, oh, here's the album, but I can't wait till <laughs> I, that day I'll, comes. I'll send I you a few. Don't share them, but I'll send I'll send. Oh, I'm try, I I I I know how I I'm not trying to say I'm cool, but I I definitely know I've listened to unreleased songs before, and like it's it's like a very you know I don't know how people leak stuff, you know, like it's just like it's unclassy and not cool, like. Yeah, please don't. don't. So I'm, 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 I'm good. Like, I, I, I respect, I respect the art too much to do some stupid. I appreciate that. Yeah, dude, listen, I'll send you the link after this. I mean, we got the whole project. I got the whole project ready to go. I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Oh, so, oh, you're already, damn, dude, you're crushing it. You're already ready. Dude, I'm. I got the second. I'm. I got a third album already starting. I got the whole concept for it and everything. I'm. I'm ready to rock. Shoot. Okay. Um. Well kind of transitioning into my next question i guess uh it's one topic i kind of like to talk to you about like with artists or just people that are more in the creative space but um like being an artist today especially like with the, the way the world is and like mental health how has that affected you do you go through mental health like issues or is it not really a thing to you but i know a lot of artists kind of struggle with it. So I, I kind of like want to get your perspective. For sure. If you're no, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's definitely a huge thing for me. Like I, I definitely go through, you know, bouts of feeling different ways and, you know, the, the sort of, you know, anxieties and depressions and things that kind of come with, you know, just, just the life in general that I go through. Um, and it's something that, you know, I, I hope to kind of like explore and talk about a little more in the new music. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a whole, like music's been a cool outlet for me to be able to um, relate and talk to different people about these issues. Like I've had, I've had a few songs where I do talk about the kind of things that I've gone through. Um, and it's cool to have people reach out and be like, hey, like I, I feel that too. And you made me feel not alone. And it also makes me feel not alone. So it's definitely in this music space. If that's kind of what you're asking, I'm not sure if I totally got the question right. But, um, yeah, no, I've definitely gone through bouts of things like that in the past that have, you know, really messed with me before. And um, music has definitely been a cool way to connect and relate to people like that. That's good. I'm I'm, I'm uh, glad, though, that you use your platform. You know, I mean, I guess I from what I got, I would have said it's just more of you You use your um, your voice, like your your. Um, what's the proper word for it your voice platform. Your, your platform to push you know it's authentic to who you are you know and yeah for sure think, and uh, that that's that's how you reach people and build fans so that's yeah and i try to engage and i and i try to be as open as possible i think that's a huge thing for me moving forward is i just want to be as transparent as possible with people and anytime someone wants to hit me up on instagram or twitter like i'm always dming them back i'm always having conversations whether it's just like Hey, I like your new song or it's like, Hey, I hope you're having a good day. Or I've had people be like, I'm having a tough day. And I'm like, Oh, like what's wrong? Like you need someone to talk to. Like I, I, I try to be, you know, just a normal person, whether you're a fan or a friend or whatever. So we all go through shit and we all got to be here for each other. I guess end of the day. I love that. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, there's, there's a, a human on the other side of these phone screens. So, 100%. um, yeah, I guess. Well, this is this is the part of the show I kind of like to call closing thoughts, where uh, you kind of get to end 
you know, with the shebang or or not, or you <laughs> you basically plug what you want, say what you want. Yeah. We end the program and boom, the beat drops. Oh yeah. Well, thank you. Good, good, sir. It's finally good to catch up with you. We haven't talked in forever. Um, plug time. Like my name is Joey Burbs. You can see me at Joey Burbs on every every social media there is. Um, I just dropped my new song Day Job. It is available everywhere. It's a song I'm super proud of, and you should follow me everywhere. And you should hit me up, and we should just talk because I'm gonna have a ton of music coming, like I said, and would love to connect with you guys. Beautifully said. <laughs> I'll follow him on the gram or on Twitter. Or, yeah. So Joey Burbs, thanks for coming on the show. You're great. Um, I really enjoyed this. It was a good convo, but best of luck with everything in the future. And we'll definitely talk soon, man. My guy. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thank you.